Welcome. If you're a woman who has a sense that there's more out there for you, you're in the right place. I'm Whitney Baker, host of the Electric Ideas podcast. Somewhere along the line of working kids, life carried on, but I lost track of my truth. I'm on a reflective journey, and that's what this podcast is all about. Each week, I interview a woman who is lighting her own path and offering others hope. Before our conversation ends, we'll share a reflective question for you to explore. Sometimes all we need is a jolt, a fresh idea, an aha moment that connects us to a sense of possibility. This, my friends, is what I call an electric idea. I'm Whitney Baker from Electric Ideas, and this is a mini jolt, a short episode where I share quick tips, tools, and reflections to light you up with a greater sense of what's possible for you and your life. Today, I want to talk about shifting our perception of what it means to get our needs met as mothers. Whether we're aware of it or not, we've all likely received messages both from our upbringing or our society or both that have conditioned us to feel guilty if we put our own needs at the forefront from time to time, at least. And it's because women are celebrated all the time for doing it all, for being that self-sacrificing mommy martyr. And I'm just over it. My message today is that you can be a caring, present, intentional mom and also desire more for your own life. As caregivers, we get so bombarded by the water hose of needs from other people, be it our children, our jobs, our community. Pair that with living in this technological age where many of us are always on demand. It's easy amidst this tug of energetic war and constant distraction and pings to forget that we're the only person on this planet who can tell us what we need to prioritize to feel reasonably satisfied with our own lives. And I'm talking about the experiences, the conditions, a sense of expression that my guess as a mother, you've perhaps let dim out a bit. In nearly all the small group coaching I facilitated, the same rub comes up. Women say the same version of something along these lines. I feel guilty asking for alone time in the house because if I'm there, everyone expects me to be hanging out. Here's another one that comes up a lot in my mom groups. And this one I feel especially tender towards, I'll be honest, because I don't think moms talk about it enough. And it's, I don't know what happened when I became a mom, but my world was upended. And I don't even know what I want because I'm just trying to keep my head above water and joy and lightness feel elusive to me. I'm sharing these examples because I think it's important for moms to feel normal and validated and like they're not alone in feeling this way. It's true that a large part of a mom's life is meeting other people's needs, be it children, partners, jobs, community, all of the above. So my challenge for you today is to open up your aperture and realize that if you could have been the person thinking or saying any of those, it's very likely that you're limiting yourself. And I'm here because I want to help you change that. If you're someone that even has slightest sense that at some point along the lines of motherhood and work and juggling all the things, you've let your own needs fall by the wayside. Today is the day you get to choose differently. You get to choose to start tiptoeing back towards those things that light you up. Because I'm here to tell you a tricky truth. There is never going to be a better time than now. I now have a 25-year-old stepson who I was blessed to have come into my life as an eight-year-old, and I have two daughters under the age of 12. I can tell you firsthand, it's real easy to play the kick the can, I'll get to it win game. Just humor me and play with me now. So you could say, I'll get to that win when the kids are out of diapers. 
I'll get to that when. Uh, okay, when potty training's done. Oh, okay, I'll get to that when. When they're in elementary school and my schedule's more predictable. Laugh out loud on that one because, hey, we had a snow day in Chicago this week. And my 10-year-old still woke me up in the middle of the night last night because she had a bad dream. This game will keep going. Okay, I'll get to it when when I have more freedom in the evening because I'm not carpooling around a bunch of junior high kids. And then you can even move into high school age kids. I'll get to it when when my kids go to college because at this point it's only a few more years. And then I'm going to have so much time. So right now I just need to spend all my time with them. My point here is that any mother could fill in the blank at whatever phase you're in in your motherhood journey because it doesn't matter how old your kids are. It's really easy for us to come up with excuses to let our own needs fall by the wayside and box ourselves in with our own bullshit, I said it, limitations. So I want to share with you what I think are two of the most empowering ways to think about stepping into the next best version of yourself. This version of you that feels more lit up and expressed. But before I do, I just want to stop really quickly and talk about the word needs, because there was a time in my life where I was navigating that tug of war that most women in childbearing ages go through, where I really wanted to be a joyful, present mother. And I also knew that I craved a sense of expression and identity outside of my role as motherhood. I did not have the words for it at the time. I was fortunate enough at the time to have enough financial stability that I could even think about exploring what that ideal puzzle of work and motherhood would look like for me. And trust me, if you ever want to chat about any situation, I have experienced them all with lots of intention. As a mother, I've worked full time. I've worked four days a week. I've worked three days a week. I've taken intentional pauses. I have freelanced in a ton of capacities and I've started my own company. And all of this side note is just to say that I recognize and appreciate that it was a privilege that I was able to do that. But if you're tuning into this podcast, I'm assuming your basic needs like for shelter and food are met. And I know this can be a slippery slope, but it's so on my heart just to tell you that I appreciate having privilege, but it can really be another source of guilt and way we limit ourselves because I see it all the time. It's really easy to fall into comparative suffering and tell ourselves these stories like, well, I'm gainfully employed, so what do I have to complain about? Or, well, my kids are healthy, so I guess I've got that to be grateful for. You get to appreciate and be grateful for every ounce of your life, and you can ask for more. And if you're playing out this little narrative often of, well, I should just be happy because I've got this, your comparative suffering really doesn't help anybody, and it's probably keeping you stuck. I work with so many women, and I see these hangups over and over again, and it's almost like I've pulled a dusty book off a library shelf, and I just want to blow off the dust of this old school thinking and help you step into a fresh lens for why it's your turn to breathe life into your identity outside of the roles you play or the hats you wear as mom, employee, partner, whatever. So here's two important considerations. First, there's a really strong connection between stress and unmet needs. So if you think about it, when we're stressed, it's even more important that our needs are met. And this is so often where women end up doing ourselves harm, because usually when we get overwhelmed, we're the first thing to go. 
we scrap all the things we do for ourselves, how we move, how we connect with ourselves, how we create. However, it's a vicious cycle because when we have so many smart, kind, intentional, awesome mothers go week after week without a chance to feel light or free or without a boatload of responsibilities for a hot minute, this causes stress. We burn out. We get crabby. We feel depleted. And then we're definitely not showing up as that loving, nurturing mom I know we all want to be. I've been there. And this is the farthest thing from a judgment call. We all have rough days. But when we make a decision that today gets to be the day we start taking our own turn as moms, we give ourselves this permission to start doing things that give us light and joy and playfulness and decide it's okay to start unraveling from this unconscious conditioning that's holding so many of us back. When we give this to ourselves routinely, it becomes like the vitamins that fill in the gaps on our depleted days and show up for the people we love with more grace, presence, and patience. So when you start to look at it that way and you start to treat your needs like they do matter because you know your stress level and how you feel impacts your entire family, it helps release a lot of guilt. When there's a growing laundry pile, which there will be, when dinner is looking like a clean out the fridge night, it's easy to feel selfish doing even small things for ourselves. But if you practice assuming getting your needs met is a really positive thing for everyone else you encounter, especially your children, you're easier on yourself. You're more generous with yourself. You cut yourself a lot more slack. And you're probably going to enjoy being a parent a lot more. All right, here's the second point I want to make sure I hit on this. And that is you are setting a standard for worthiness in your own household. So just a reminder, this is always a practice. Every day is going to be different. We're not striving for perfection. We are striving for catching ourselves and being a little bit more intentional. So when I catch myself having a stressy week, for example, I know that I am living out of alignment. I catch it sooner when I feel off and I will reflect on it. And one of the most powerful game-changing reflections in my life as a mother has been asking myself this, is the way I'm going about my day and the life I'm leading what I would choose for my own daughters? Or if you don't have daughters, the beautiful, smart, bright talented generation of women who are looking up to us for examples of how they can flourish as a woman in this world. We know they're watching and absorbing way more from what we do and how we show up than what we say. And trust me, I get this wrong plenty of times, but I think it's really easy for women to slip into mommy martyrdom and ping around as stressed out and distracted bundles of nerves all in the name of doing the best for our children. But if that's not the life you want for your children, then it's your choice to make changes now and show them the way to live. And let me tell you, it took me a long time to really get on board with this because we're taught to be self-sacrificing as women. But you are setting the standard in your own household. You're teaching your children when you ask for help or I know this is hard with younger kids, but with, when your kids are a little older, when you say, I'm going to be so much more fun to play with or hang out with, if I have five minutes to do X, Y, Z, you are 
teaching them that they can ask for what they need and that they don't have to bury their needs and desires as they grow up. So here's a little challenge for you. I know that women in the electric ideas community are typically wellness forward and growth minded. So can you schedule even a 15 minute date with yourself on the calendar this week and protect it and let it be something outside of a workout that would fuel you? It could be reading. It could be coffee and a stroll with a friend. It doesn't have to be a big overhaul, but it does need to be something that's easy doable, fuels you, and that you give yourself permission to do over and over and over again. Because we all have 24 hours in the day. And if you're a mom, I already know you're busy. I actually hate that word and hate is a strong word, but I just, I don't even want to hear it. You can find 15 minutes in the next week to do something just because you really want to do it. And over time, you'll realize these anchors are probably what actually fuels you and allows you to show up as a loving mom, the expressed and present women in the room who are ready to engage because their cup is filled. They filled it themselves. Whew. All right. As you can tell, I get very fired up about these topics, but it's time to wrap. So here are two important takeaways from this mini jolt because I want to make sure I leave you feeling empowered today. Number one, stress will always be there. Always. When a mother feels unseen, unexpressed, and like her needs are not met. We are better moms, partners, community members, and friends when we give ourselves permission to take a turn on the needs list. Number two, in order to be good to your children, you have to be good to yourself. The more lit up you are about your own life, the more energy you'll have to share with your children. And guess what? you're also less likely to use your children as pawns to fulfilling your own unmet needs. So golf clap to that. All right. I always end my episodes with a reflection. So ask yourself this. Am I living out the version of motherhood that I want to pass down to my children? One final note. If you are a mom who's ready to create more meaning in your own life, to step into more worthiness and expression, despite living in a world that tells women to stay stuck and too small for us narratives. If it's important to you to be a fantastic mother and feel like you are nurturing your potential and your desires outside of the roles you play, then I invite you to join Season to Shift, my signature six-week mastermind for moms. Space is limited and doors for signing up for this program close tomorrow, which is Friday, January 26th. You can find a link in the show notes to sign up. If you have any questions or any issues, you can just email me so I can get you set up straight away and make sure you get your spot and you get set up. It's not too late. My email, if you want to reach out, is Whitney at myelectricideas.com. I hope to see you in the room. Either way, thank you for joining me today. Have an inspired day. I'm so glad you joined me today. If you're looking for more, feel free to connect with me on Instagram at @whitneywoman. And if you enjoyed the show, I invite you to support me by leaving a review or sharing it with a friend. Hope you have an inspired day.